small business, big advice. Welcome to the Very Good Marketing Podcast, where small business owners, employees, or just marketing fanatics can learn how to grow a business on a budget without wasting any money. Welcome to the Very Good Marketing Podcast. My name is Shannon, and I'm here with small business marketing consultant and expert, Amy Miosvich. Today, we are going to start looking at each section of the Very Good Marketing Framework and unpacking some of the information that we've touched on in previous episodes. So Amy, there are a few different areas of this framework that we've talked about and kind of had an overview of, um, but where should we start when we start to unpack what this framework means? I guess that this framework is a linear journey. But last episode, we kind of encouraged everyone to take the bottleneck quiz. And this is the quiz that we've been creating and spending time developing so that we can attach qualitative questions uh, like, does everyone in your business understand the conversion rate of your website? Like those kinds of questions where we're not actively asking for your website conversion rate because sometimes getting those numbers is hard, but we are asking qualitative questions that end up leading us to the same answers that the data usually does. And those are going to determine exactly where your marketing bottleneck is. And if you focus on beating that bottleneck first, then beating your next bottleneck and sequentially working your way through your weaknesses and improving them, then your entire marketing system is going to improve. It's really hard for us to know exactly where every individual business's bottleneck is. And it's quite funny because they've never actually been one that is more businesses are experiencing than the other. It's actually been quite spread. But to tackle this learning opportunity, I wanted to make sure that we kind of sequentially worked through. So tune into the episodes that are where your business is at. You'll end up making your way back here eventually because this is the very last ironically step that most businesses would want to work on and it's because attracting strangers to your business and turning them into visitors is the very last thing you want to do because you want to do it as soon as you're confident the rest of the system is converting people as much as possible so there's no point just bringing a flood of people into your business unless you know they're not going to drop off So we're going to start here, uh, but it's important to remember that it's probably not where your business is going to end up starting the work. Okay. So it's the start of the framework, but it's not necessarily the start of the process. Yeah. For every business. Yeah. It's it's very rare that I'll meet a business that wants to start here first. But when I do, it's normally because they've put the hard yards into fixing the rest of the system. Okay. So my question is, if you've got a really great website, you know, it's got all the, um, it's got call to actions coming out of everywhere it's it's you know fully optimized it's a beautiful looking website if your website is great does that mean you're going to attract more strangers no and that is something that we've kind of tackled quite a bit so we do a lot of website development work um you know at lumos marketing and a lot of the clients that we work with i guess invest in a website and then there's this reality that the website itself isn't going to like do the work of attracting customers Mm -hmm. so your website it 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 could be absolutely amazing but if no one can find it then it's not going to do anything the marketing behind turning strangers into visitors of that website that is what this episode is about and the next few episodes if you don't have the marketing channels and the messaging in place your website's just going to sit out in the middle of cyberspace forever and no one's going to be able to find it 
there's a lot of marketing channels that seem synonymous with websites. So SEO is a really, really good one because so many people think that if you go to a web developer and you develop a website, someone should be able to search something like, you know, commercial cleaning and they just magically find your website. But SEO is a whole marketing channel in itself and web developers are not going to implement these SEO tasks or actions or frameworks into your website unless specifically uh, requested. It's very purposeful. Um, It's not just something that happens by accident. Yeah, so realistically, your website is never going to be found unless you have marketing methods in place to attract strangers to it. So then what are the channels that you can use to attract strangers to your business? So there are so many and they're often the, the, the channels are the marketing techniques that we hear about a lot. Mm-hmm. It's things like Google ads, SEO, Facebook ads, um, newspaper advertising, billboards. It could be trade shows. It could be a referral campaign where you know you get deliberate word of mouth it could be uh, display ads like follow campaigns it could be sponsorship like there are so many different ways of telling a stranger about your business and then encouraging them to visit your website and then hopefully become a lead become a customer and then become a fan so those are the different kinds of channels that are out there and there are just so many and there is an art to attracting them yeah and so many businesses will try and use all the channels yeah um, which we've touched on previously. Yeah, but, um, It's so hard to know as a business which ones are working for you and which ones aren't. If you've put you know, an average amount of method, uh, effort across all these different methods and then the only data you're looking at is the user data that, that you get from your website visitors if you're not actively breaking it down. And then it's hard to know which one's a weak link and then which ones are performing the best if you've kind of just shoved them all you know, in and just kind of like let them run to see what happens. Okay, so then how do you get in front of the right people? Okay, so the the way that we look at attracting strangers and turning them into visitors, we look at three different, I guess it's like a bit of a Venn diagram and I'll put the Venn diagram up, I think on this video so that mm-hmm. everyone can kind of see, but it's it's a combination of getting in front of the right people at the right time or the right channel Um, encouraging them to take action so to become a visitor and then having an action plan in place so that your business can take the steps to implement it so it's like three different parts kind of moving together and that's what I'm going to focus these next three episodes on okay it's really important that you have all these three in place to getting this part of your entire system working effectively because if you're not on the right channels then you're never going to be able to find the right people that are going to become fans. If you don't have the right messaging, you might be on the right channel, but they're never going to take action. And if you don't have an action plan and you haven't created a deliberate plan for your business to implement this effectively, then you're going to do the same as every business does when they tackle marketing half ass. It's just not it's just not going to give you the journey that you need to actually make an impact. So if you have all these three, three things together, then there is no reason that you can't just completely transform the number of people that are coming to your website and um, going through your business to become fans. So if I'm a small business owner mm. and I've identified that this this is my bottleneck, um, you know, everything else is working for me fantastically and I know that I just need to attract more customers, more strangers to my business 
what are the sort of strategies or what steps do I take to, to start making these changes and to start getting myself in front of the right audience? Perfect. Okay. Great question, Shannon. Um, if you um, are going down this, this journey, the first thing I want everyone to focus on, the first thing I want you to focus on is getting in front of the right people. And this is the right channel at the right time, um, on the right platform, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we call this the shotgun approach. And there's actually a model that we've kind of developed to help people go through this process. And I'd love to tell you about it. It is called Bullseye. And we created this Bullseye exercise to help businesses open up their minds to what's possible mm-hmm. in terms of what channels they could possibly attract strangers on, narrow their focus down and think about, well, what's actually probable? So what's probable for your business? And then bring it all the way to the center of the bullseye and focus on something for a, a fixed amount of time. Okay. I'll give you an example. If I sat with you right now and I said, you know, your imaginary business, Shannon, what could you possibly do to attract someone to the business? What kind of mar- anything you can think of? Any marketing methods that are, that are possible for your business? So I could start attending some trade shows. Mm-hmm. I could get my I could get my name out there by doing a paid ads campaign on yep. social media. Yep. Um, I could have a radio advertisement. Yeah, for my imaginary commercial cleaning business. Yeah, definitely have. <laughs> well, if you fill all of those in to the big outer ring of a bullseye, then that's basically opening up your mind to what's possible for your business. And a lot of business owners have, I guess, marketing channel bias based on what they're familiar with as an individual, what their competitors might be doing, what they maybe have tried in the past. And sometimes it's easy to gravitate to what you think is safe or proven rather than thinking outside the box. I'm not necessarily saying you should just go ahead and run a radio campaign. I mean, do you even personally listen to radio that much? Absolutely not. Yeah. (laughs) But it's good to actually have it on this bullseye exercise so that you can think about what this could do for your business and then take the steps as a founder or owner to go and investigate it a little bit more. So that's where I want you to start is brainstorm absolutely everything on that list. So once you've gone through and you've had to think about all these different ideas that are possible for your business, the next thing I want you to do is to then think about what's probable and what you actually want to investigate. So the reason that we kind of narrow it down is because yes, big picture thinking is really important and I want you to think as far and wide as you can, but what's realistic right now to help you achieve your goals? Mm -hmm. So in reality, you might look at this and go, okay, well, radio ads would be absolutely a great idea for my business. Is it something that I want to investigate further? Maybe it's not. Mm -hmm. It might cost me too much money. I might just be at the very start of my business. There could be other things that could attract strangers that I could spend more time on right now. Um, Those are the kinds of questions you want to ask when you narrow it down. And I want you to pick between four and six ideas to narrow it down to. The reason that I've narrowed it down to four to six is because the next part of the process is to investigate whether they're going to work out for you or not. So I'll put down some of the specifics to this uh, in the description of this podcast episode, but we call this um, an investigation and the investigation is going into that channel. So maybe we do pick radio and we put this in our investigation ring. We want to investigate what our target market is doing on this channel. What are the volumes like? Mm -hmm. Are there a lot of people on there? How many people? What does radio mean? How many different channels are there in Perth? Um, Timings. 
yeah. timings of an advertisement. When, All that kind when of stuff. people are listening. When they're listening, you could reach out to the radio stations and get an advertising pack and get some more info like that. The reason that we need you guys to do this is because a lot of people will be making assumptions without doing the, the actual work. Yeah. Um, it's important to, act, to get to the end of this process and feel confident about making a decision. So do all the research about the target market that you want to attract. The next thing I want you to do is have a look at your competitors. So what are your competitors doing on this space? Are they advertising on radio? What are their adverts like? Uh, do you think they're getting success? How long have they been advertising for? Anything you can find out about your competitors and whether they're actually using this channel is really important. The next thing I want you to do is have a look at the feasibility. So feasibility is obviously essential and it could be something that makes or breaks your business yeah. because it might be a stage if, you know, tomorrow you start up your commercial cleaning business, how much money do you have to run a radio campaign? Yeah. So how much is it going to cost you? Maybe not even cost, but what resources are going to be involved in setting this up? This is a really interesting one and I've got a really good story to attach to this. A client of ours was looking at doing a trade show uh, for their business. They were looking at putting together an exhibit and this trade show happened once a year, like a conference, and they were going down this process of, they were convinced that this is something that they wanted to do. And to be fair, like they'd gone and done some of the research and the target market was bang on. Mm -hmm. It was a really high concentration of the target market that they wanted to attract for their business. Um, their competitors were there and using it. So they kind of knew that there are other people that were going to be doing the work, bringing people to this expo as well. So they could kind of leverage off the traffic. But then when they sat down to do the feasibility, they just looked at the cost of the booth. So like when you go to exhibit at a trade show, they send you like the price of like a three by three trade show box or whatever. And it's expensive. It is expensive. But they looked at it and they were like, all right, six grand or whatever for the booth for two days. Great. And... What happened was as they went further into the process and started getting closer and closer to the trade show, they realized that the $6,000 to rent the booth was the... Was the space. Yeah, that's just the space. Yeah. Um, they had to think about so many other parts of this that they might not have thought about originally uh, that contributed to the... Um, the investment that they'd have to make in this you particular merchandise. You might need to produce... Um, a video or um, yeah. you know something to fill the space that filling you've, the space you've just rented. Yeah, um, you need to staff that booth, exactly. which costs your business money if you're yep. taking them away from yep. their everyday role. Yep. And I guess as a small business, if you're just starting up, um, depends how established you are. You might not have oodles of staff members that you can afford to just yeah. send off to a trade show for a couple of days. Definitely, um, yeah, oh, it could a lot. be yeah, like. Um, graphic design to get um, all of the graphics done and printed for like the booth um, and printing is also expensive yeah. yeah and you're right about staff as well one of the interesting things is that it's not always just the staff attendance on the day which is often a really big impact but how much time around that do you have to spend you know mentoring staff to, to kind of come up with a bit of a plan for how they can talk to people that yeah. are the expert. Representing your brand. Yeah. yeah. How much time is it going to take you to assemble the brochures and yeah. to, to help a graphic designer and give them a brief and work with them on the, um, the design for the booth? Um, how much time is it going to take you to follow up any leads that you make, that you connect with on the day? Um, all that kind of stuff. Any is, travel associate, uh, associated? Yeah. yeah. The, the you more you think about it, the more it grows, and grows It's and just grows crazy. The number of people that kind of go into a process like this without fleshing out the entirety of the marketing channel. It's the same with using um, 
social media ads, for example. If you went to invest in social media ads and you think about cost, you often, especially if you're engaging an agency, you often have the cost of management. So there's a financial cost to pay the agency to set up and run the ads. Mm -hmm. Then there's the cost that you pay to the channel, so to Facebook to place the ad. There's the cost of of assembling the creative, so the graphic designer and assembling all of the stuff that will go on the ads. Often you need a photographer if there's particular creative you want to create. And this could just be a campaign you run for a month. I mean, to have an effective advertising campaign, you'd want to be mixing it up all the time. The cost of running something is always more than you think it's going to be. And that's why it's so important when you're running an investigation to step away from the, the I guess, the straightforward or the, the big overheads and then to think about all the little pieces that are going to be essential to bringing this to life and then getting the most out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's feasibility is just, um, it's, it's a really important one to, to get advice on if you don't know all the answers um, and to think about critically as a business because, for, for example, the trade show could be worth it if it's the one marketing channel that you really focus on for the year. Yeah. And if it's, if it's where your target market is, if you, you're going to get the most out of it, it's, it could, be, could be the perfect solution for your business. Yeah, yeah, but you don't want to be blindsided by it and you don't want it to put financial strain on your business and you really want to make sure that you can plan as far ahead advance as you possibly can, especially when you're doing budgeting to make sure that it's something you can tackle with confidence. Mm-hmm. So feasibility is the next thing you have to look into. The last thing that's really important is looking into the goals that you have for your business um, and the target goals for that particular marketing channel. And the reason that it's important to look at this is because you want to be able to focus on it and get to the end of it with a sense as to whether this marketing channel is going to be right for your business or whether it didn't work. And the reason we have to be critical about this is because so many businesses will try stuff without knowing whether it's working or not. And they'll stick with stuff that's just not working for way too long. Mm -hmm. And it's this cognitive dissonance we have to sticking with stuff that we've committed to, even when being like shown evidence that it's not working because we've committed to it in the first place, we want to stick to our guns, you know? And I think a lot of people get confused with, sticking to your guns and writing it out and giving it time and energy um, because yes, that is often what you need to do. And also just ditching it and cutting ties and accepting that it wasn't right. Not wasting any more money or resources or time. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with saying something doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think a lot of businesses will probably benefit so much from just culling everything they're doing right now and critically examining the performance of what's happening on these marketing channels against the goals that they have for their business and determining whether it's actually working or not and asking those questions. It's hard to accept that something hasn't worked, but it's not your fault that it hasn't worked, especially if you've given it 100%. And that's the next part of this exercise is we've, we've brainstormed all the stuff that we think may be possible. We've investigated now the stuff that's probable and we're going to pick something to focus on. So out of the four to six investigations you've done, what we want to do is we want to focus on one thing for the next two to three months and we want to give it 105% of our effort. And what this means is sitting down and planning out all the steps that you are going to need to take to bring this to life and 
actively making sure that if you get to the end of the three-month period, your goals haven't been hit, you can ditch that marketing method because you know it's not right for your business, not because you haven't put the effort in. Does that make sense? And that knowledge is still valuable. Definitely. Knowing yeah. what doesn't work is just as valuable as knowing what does work. Yeah, absolutely. And you never want to be cutting something off and having this like, you know, niggle in the back of your mind that's like, well, maybe, you know, I didn't get the right advice or maybe the, the campaign message was wrong or maybe I didn't spend enough money on it. Like you want to give yourself the time in that 90 days to try all that stuff. And there's a difference between setting something up and letting it run for 90 days and setting something up and giving it energy every single week. Mm-hmm. And do you remember right at the very start of this podcast, I talked about how there's a problem at the moment with marketing for small business and it's when business owners have time, which they often don't have. Yeah. They don't know what to do with that time. Yeah. This is what you do with that time. I mean, you should be actively focusing on this one thing with all of your effort if you are trying to implement it. So if you decide as a business you are going to look into radio, yep. you become obsessed with learning about radio. And it yep. might not be that you need all the answers, but who does know the answers? How can you connect with them? How can you learn as much as you can about what your competitors are doing? Who can you get mentored by? How much is it going to cost and what stuff has worked in the past? And how can you track what happens afterwards? Maybe you set up a custom domain so that only the radio ads go to that domain so mm-hmm. that you can actively see, you know, whether that particular advertisement on the radio is leading to visitors and not muddle it up with the rest of your business. You know, um, all that kind of stuff, if you really give your time and attention to it, then if you get to the end, your phone's still not ringing, your website still doesn't have hits, you probably go, radio wasn't going to work. But at least you know because you've given it the effort and you can never be disappointed. um, You can never be disappointed as an individual or a business owner when you get to the end of something and you've given it your best shot if it doesn't work. Okay. Like you really shouldn't be because so many people just don't. They just don't give it the energy that it needs because they get buried in other stuff. And I can imagine there's a a bit of a sense of frustration and um, I'm thinking of myself here. Like I feel like if I did this with my business, my fake business, (laughs) um, you know, and then you you put all your effort in and then it doesn't work. There's probably a sense of failure and like yeah. you'd be let down and disappointed yeah. and especially if you've spent money and time and effort and um you know you're kind of back to square one almost like yeah. you've still got this bottleneck that you're trying to solve and you're still trying to attract people to your business and you've spent three months on this thing that hasn't worked yeah it, it can be a little definitely bit deflating and you know what like i the first to admit it like running a business and making decisions like this every single minute of every day is so hard Mm -hmm. and I always wanted to you know I completely forgot about this but I always wanted to start this podcast by saying hey if you're a small business owner and you're listening to this then well done yeah like um think about it like not only is your job let's be honest the hardest job out of all the jobs that you can do owning and running your small business and trying to grow it and taking that responsibility on and often the responsibility of staff and the decision making every single day like it is hard work but you've now gone and tuned into a podcast that's going to help you do all that better like it's a pretty amazing thing to want to invest your time and give it away for learning and improving your business and improving your own knowledge like it's pretty admirable but 
you're right, getting to the end of a process like this and something not working after you've put in the effort is it's disappointing. But think of it as, and, and I know it's going to be hard, but think of it as um, this experience that has eliminated something that you may always be wondering about, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, you know for sure now, hopefully, that radio isn't the right method of attracting customers to your business. You might want to put some asterisks next to it, like maybe your budget wasn't big enough, Mm -hmm. maybe this isn't going to work till next year, maybe radio needs to be broadened out and it could be Spotify radio. Like, you know, there could be a bunch of different ways of tackling the same thing later, but if you can look at it and kind of sigh and go, I've given it a go, it's not right for me, what's next because something will be right for your business like it's just a case of finding it and how exciting is that yeah it's a it's a cool process and I guess you're just experimenting and finding um just as you did when you started your business I assume you know you're experimenting with with all these different processes and and um staffing and Mm. a, a team framework that works it's just another experiment part of that process yeah um another learning curve for you to go through yeah and um I guess what I'm taking from this is having the patience and not just rushing into it, making these rash decisions that really aren't very educated or well-researched or well-thought yeah. out and just making um, making like a snap decision to yeah. ju- just dive into the most things that you can yeah, do. Yeah, definitely. Um, we, um, we call it a buckshot versus shotgun. Uh, so like, as in, you don't just want to be like going for everything. You want to be really super targeted about it. And it's a really great way of tackling something. You're right. It does take more time. You have to be patient, but God, doesn't time go fast? Yeah. <laughs> and and with anything, by. It, it, patience always pays off mm. and doing something in a more structured, well thought out way is always going to have more payoff in yeah. the end than just rushing into something and not really understanding why or how it works. But, and you know, sometimes rushing into something, you can get a payoff. Like, you yeah. know, you could be lucky and yeah. have um, this, you know, bright idea that you want to put all your money into radio ads and you could get some customers and some new visitors to your website. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. that could be great. Um, but are you really going to understand the, the levels as to why? And exactly. are you really going to have that in-depth knowledge yeah. of your market and, yeah. and how they act and where they consume their media and all this other stuff yeah. that we've just talked about? Um, probably not. And then no. and how can you... you take your next step, you're not going to know what worked here exactly. to then replicate. Yeah. How elsewhere. can you grow it? How can you give it momentum and energy and, and all that kind of stuff? But you can definitely learn from a lot of that. And that's part of this investigation process too, is if you were going uh, and you were brainstorming and then you were choosing the methods, having that knowledge in the past. I mean, we always ask people when we do workshops, one of our first questions is what has worked in the past? Because often just taking a really considered approach to investigating that particular channel that has worked will show you stuff that you didn't know. Uh, it'll show you why it might have worked. It'll show you kind of what um, the way you've assembled it. Maybe there was a, something in that that you can really learn from. And the best bit about this whole process is, yes, we have talked about what happens if it doesn't work, but what if it does work? Yeah. I mean, the idea is that if you've found something that's helping you hit your goals um, that you know works, then you can keep that as part of your business and then move on to the next one and kind of add it on top of what you're doing. So 
that's I guess the summation of what this whole process is about is your goal is to find these pieces of the puzzle that are going to collectively bring as much traffic to your website and attract as many strangers as you can to your business so that eventually you can hit those overall growth goals that you want to hit and it's a case of kind of building them into your organization and then playing with them so that you know what's working so that you know you're never wasting money on something so yes if it doesn't work you need to ditch it but the second step is always to find the next one to build out from your investigation into your focus channel and then continue attracting strangers through it testing it seeing whether it works like it's just the case that if you go through it in a methodical way you always know that you're making a good decision and it's most of the time it's going to end up with so much more success than this buckshot approach yes well i feel like we've covered quite a large amount of um turning strangers into visitors and and where to even start looking at Mm -hmm. um attracting these strangers so i think we might leave it there for now and then explore the next stages of this cycle in the next few episodes perfect and if you haven't taken the bottleneck quiz yet make sure you go to verygoodmarketing.com.au and you can take the bottleneck quiz there thanks shannon perfect thank you amy